Okay, I know it's only November, but if you want a little festive cheer, then you have to plan for it. And that's the thinking behind Window Wonderland, an idea gaining a lot of traction about lighting up the centre of Porty by creating a series of brightly lit window displays with a winter or a Christmas theme. The idea came from Thea Jane McMillan and has been driven forward by Jennifer Elliott of Action Porty, who explained what it was all about. Action Porty have in previous years had the panto going, have done a parade along the high street, have promoted a, a late night shopping night, which was a very crowded, busy affair for the shops, and we can't do any of that this year. So when I picked up on the Window Wonderland idea, it was actually shared by a friend of mine who'll speak later, Thea McMillan, and I'd been aware of it from the Absent Friends project. I thought, right, this one we need to bring to Portobello, but there was a slight issue of the funding. Once I looked into the Window Wonderland project, they are a kick, a, what's that, community interest company, who have trademarked their idea, who do a lot of the IT for you. You pay a registration fee, they do the GDPR of the people registering, so I don't have to worry about keeping anyone's personal data. Well, people register, I don't see the names, I see the addresses. The addresses go on a map which people can walk around, but they handle that piece for the fee. I do think it's worth it. I think it's a lovely idea that a group of creatives are, are turning a business out of it. So I want to support it and they've trademarked the name. So we got the funding from the Porty Traders to go ahead. Possibly we could have fundraised in the community, but by the time I was aware of this, I needed to tap into some money that already existed. How much support are you getting? The traders have a fund that they raised several years ago for Portobello Christmas decorations and then it hasn't yet been used. I think that year they raised it too late and then it needs someone to go out and, and spend it. So they have, I understand, about 1,200 held by the Portobello Community Council and I asked for 400, or to use 400 now, and I, I hope to raise enough to cover the cost of that to pay it back. So far I've only spent 200 on the registration fee, but there may well be some materials there's leaflets that I'm going to print to make sure those that are not online and get aware. I'll do some leaflets and some posters. But how much interest have you had from people wanting to put, like Theo McMillan here, put something in their windows? We went live or announced it on the Belfield events page a week ago. We've had 35 sign up at last count and there are 80 places. I think Window Wonderland, keep it at that number so that it is a walkable distance so that it's a handleable community and so it doesn't get too big. The area is now the high street and surroundings, but if anyone tries to register and can't get on, I have some discretion to tweak the boundary, so get in touch. See, we've just heard Jennifer say that this is something that you had come across before. Where did you come across it? It was friends of ours in Glasgow had told us that two years ago they were going to be doing the Window Wonderland. And I thought it sounded really interesting. I asked them and they live in, in a community and they, the whole street had decided to do this. And it just sounded like a great way to get people out doing things. You yourself are participating. How? I was not quite sure what we were going to do initially. But then, of course, I remembered that our youngest daughter is an artist. Actually, both daughters are, but the older one's now over in Glasgow at the art school. But Greta 
is an artist, so we thought, well, we can we can find a way of displaying either her paintings or some of her short films on our window that's onto the lane. What's remarkable about young Greta Macmillan is that she's confined to a wheelchair and depends on very sophisticated technology to communicate. My name is Greta and I use an eye gaze communicator. I'm an artist. She is, however, a very talented artist and uses that technology to produce excellent paintings which have been exhibited both here and abroad. And as her mother Thea explains, she's also recently turned her hand to filmmaking thanks to the film school at Belfield. Well, the first short film you made in the summer was called Adelie's Secret and it was about a penguin that could fly. And it was actually about the relationship between a girl and her penguin. She's working on a pre-Christmas film at the moment with her dad, which will be released before the window Wonderland, actually, and will probably be projected onto one of the windows. Together we've done some documentaries about how she uses her eye gaze and how she does things creatively, so we might project one of the documentaries for people if they're interested. We were in Lewis recently and we filmed some short films there. It sounds quite, quite varied. Very. I think as a young director, I think they encourage all the young people at the film school, they encourage them to think in lots of different ways about making short films, so it is very varied. And In fact, the first project they did, the title was The Secret, and there were maybe 12 kids, all made completely different films based on The Secret. It was really impressive, actually, how creative you can be with one title. So getting back to The Window Wonderland, are you excited about the prospects of this? Very excited. I mean, December's one of my favourite times of year, and in Portobello it's usually great, and there's usually quite a lot going on and lots of sociability. This year, obviously, is really different, but I think this is a, a really safe way that we can keep that sense of community, we can keep the idea... Well, I like the idea that people don't get left behind. Where During lockdown, there was a time when we really felt very closed off. And I was looking at doing a project with Portobello where we tried to kind of somehow make sure that people, whether it was older people or people who were shielding or just people who didn't feel confident about going out, where they would somehow remain included in the community because it usually is a very inclusive community. The project didn't quite happen. We had lots of really good ideas, loads of very creative, caring people in Portobello, but it didn't quite happen because I was leading it and I just didn't have the time or the... I just couldn't do it at the time. We were doing lots of other things in a really difficult time. But I love that this has almost picked up on that and the idea that actually if we can do this as a community, there are lots of other things we could do to keep us going in the difficult times that still has that sense of being very caring and involving everyone. The project is getting some help from Juliana Capes, who is a local artist. And how are you actually doing this? You're taking a couple of Zoom sessions, I believe. I usually work in art galleries teaching art face-to-face, -face, but everything's unmoved on Zoom these days, haven't they? So I thought, yeah, we could do a few Zoom sessions and just get a few ideas going, get some people some inspiration about how they can make things from things they've already got around the house, really. It can be so quite simple. So it's a simple. question of taking the, the fear out of it. Yeah. Just having a bit of fun. 
So what kind of things around the house? Washing up liquid, masking tape, cooking oil, PVA glue, plastic bags, food colouring. I'm sure most people have got those things in the house. And then also just basic art materials like, uh, you know, the cheapest paper you can buy in Hobbycraft will work as well. Old plastic sheets that you've used for decorating your house will work too. Basically, you're looking for anything that can be translucent and anything that can be opaque. So how do you make something translucent, I mean, with the things you just mentioned? Well, if you've got some cheap white paper, the thinner the better, like printer paper, if you cover that with a layer of oil, you've got translucent paper. That's basically how you can make tracing paper. You can also buy some greaseproof paper. That's very cheap tracing paper too. Get a whole roll of that, cover your whole window. You have a translucent window. Then find something opaque to put behind it. Even a permanent marker would make an opaque line on tracing paper or greaseproof paper or your homemade paper. Or you can get one of your old cereal packets before you put it in the recycling cut it up and use that as your silhouette of whatever you want to draw as to what you might make I mean it's endless really isn't it it's just a question of your imagination yeah and if you're not that comfortable in drawing then maybe you prefer words maybe you need to put a, a slogan or a poem in your window or you can just do a really simple silhouette I mean the theme's light so candles moons stars these are really simple silhouettes or if you have a particular photo or image in mind, we're going to share some videos from a friend of mine, Sam Rutherford, who was involved in the Willow Bray Window Wonderland. She's made some really useful videos with some techniques for scaling photos up to make them bigger. So yeah, you can just have fun and experiment. Even if you're doing it with your toddlers, just let them go wild on a sheet of big paper, cover it in food colouring, pencil crayons, felt tips, make it as colourful as possible and as long as the paper's thin enough you can spread a layer of oil, just cooking oil, on it hold it up at the window, you've got beautiful stained glass So it's not a question that you actually have to have something like a, a projector in order to put something sophisticated it could be as simple as the kind of things you're talking about Definitely, although if you want to get nerdy about it let's get the projectors out, let's do some really complicated things You've seen some amazing things in past ones. If you Google Window Wonderland, you'll come up with hundreds of images of inspiration of what people have done around the country and the world. And you'll see like blocks of six houses that have all joined up their windows to make massive giraffes and big scenes themselves. And you also see people that obviously have used a projector and projected an image onto a huge sheet and done really sophisticated things. And then also you could, just, you could just have some fun with it. You could put some fairy lights up and hang whatever you want in your window, light your window up. I mean, we're just at the beginning of winter after a really hard year. We need some light. Let's all just make some light. Coming back to you, Jennifer Elliott, just give me an idea of when this is taking place and how is it actually going to work? The window wonderland, people suggest that you do it over a weekend and... Me being me and this being Portobello, I've gone for a week and gone for Sunday the 6th of December through to Saturday the 12th. The windows should be available on the walking tour during that period, during that week, from 5.30 till 8.30, we've said, asking people to leave the lights on, curtains open at that time. But of course the windows are there through the week, any time, so people might not have it ready for the 6th, but 
I'm hoping this will build and fun and buzz that by the 12th there's lots more. So if there are still places, people can join in even in that week. But once the 80 places are gone, there's no more space on the map, but that doesn't mean people can't have windows designed and, and the lights shining out. <laughs>